Hey, everybody, this is Mark Cunningham. I'm actually becoming more known as the Cunningham Sisters' dad, but I'm here on the show with Rick Flynn, and I'm so happy to be a part of his show today. We are happy to be a part of the show today. And I want to introduce you to my daughters, the Cunningham Sisters, who were contestants on NBC's The Voice, and they made it all the way to the knockout rounds, and it was an amazing experience. And now, let's go ahead and get on with the show. You're listening to Rick Flynn. With a shout out from London Town, it's Rick Flynn presents. And now, ladies and gentlemen, your MC for the affair, Rick Flynn. Hi, everyone, it's Rick. And what a fabulous show today. The hugely popular, mega popular show, The Voice on NBC television right here in the good old U.S. of A. They had a couple of charming singing sisters and they were called the Cunningham Sisters. They were from a town called Hamilton, Ohio, and their father was there with them and he's with us right now. You're going to meet the girls, and we're going to do that a little bit later on. But right now, I'd like to bring in their father. Both gals owe this man a great deal of gratitude, because Mark, come on in here and say hello, and tell us how much of your time off work and whatever else this cost you did that trip to The Voice out in California cost you as far as time. Well, first of all, uh, hello, everyone. And it is so exciting to be participating with you guys and speaking with you. Man, I appreciate you uh, inviting us and offering us to come. Uh, but listen, man, it was an amazing experience being on the show and and going with the girls and supporting them and just being their biggest cheerleader. And, and, and actually, it was fun and work all at the same time because I did you know, get some time off of work to take care of that business. So we had an opportunity to spend a few months out there in, in California. So it was just amazing because I never really spent that much time there. So to be able to be there and to be with the girls and to participate in such an amazing experience was phenomenal. And you were out there three months. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, and that's just, you know, just for the portion that we were on the show, you know, and actually it's it's currently still on air now. So there's still some contestants who are still advancing throughout the competition as they search to find the winner. Uh, but we just, you know, we enjoyed our time and had a wonderful, wonderful experience. Now, how about mom? I'm assuming that mom works and she couldn't be out there the total three months with you. Right, right. You know, she she's a nurse and, um, you know, it was it was a sacrifice for the whole family, but we all just kind of pitched in together and rallied around the cause and everybody just kind of did what did their role and, and, and played their part in, in the bigger picture. So, you know, she made that sacrifice. We all sacrificed that time apart, but it was for a good cause. And we really, you know, really enjoyed the, the experience. Now that I agree with you talk about a good cause. Do you know that as far as I'm concerned, Mark, what you have done as a dad and what your wife has done as the children's mother, you have educated them just like sending them off to school, sending them off to, to some type of college where they will have lessons learned the entire rest of their life because of what you've just done. Not to mention what it has done for the self-confidence of both of them. Would you agree with that? 
Absolutely. It definitely uh, gave them some life experiences. I taught them some great lessons along the way, lessons in in, in character building and and just resilience as far as, you know, pursuing your dreams in spite of obstacles, in spite of challenges. They really strengthened their relationship with one another. Then also just for me to be able to have that one-on-one time with them, you know, it strengthened our relationship, you know, because we have we have a full house in, in total. We have our family is 13 altogether when you include my grandchildren. So to be able to just kind of take some time to just kind of focus on that significant relationship between myself and the girls was beautiful. But for them to have learning experiences where they were able to increase their communications with people, meeting new people and talking, you know, reflecting and representing themselves in front of in front of a camera and in front of the country and in front of celebrities. You know, they were in front of those judges and they had to just be confident and and speak articulately. And I was very proud of them for how they handled this this situation. Well, there is a guest that we're going to present on our show, and his name is David Fishoff. And what he has done, he has, and he'll be on shortly here, what he did, he created something which is called the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp where the campers go and they spend time with the celebrities learning how to play. And, you know, they interviewed one of those celebrities from the rock and roll band Kiss. I'm sure you may have heard the name Gene Simmons. Yes, sir. (laughs) Gene Simmons said as far as he was concerned, what he thinks would be beneficial would be to take this rock and roll fantasy camp concept where the average person, the non-celebrity, if you will, could spend time with the celebrities like the campers do. And he said that ought to begin in sixth grade because it uplifts, it, it creates, it takes away actually the fantasy concept that well, Kelly Clarkson is is a big name singer, and I'll never ever get to talk to her. Now, right. I'll bet I'll bet you any money, Mark. If I were to talk to your two daughters right now, you know what? I'll bet you they're not going to say that to me, are they? Absolutely, you are so correct, man. I'm telling you, that is a major confidence booster for them to be able to interact with celebrities, and you get to see that celebrities are real people as well. You can see that they have challenges, but they've accomplished things. And it really takes the ceiling off of what you think your limits might be. You then begin to see that, wait a minute, I can do this. I can be on this level. And and, it, and it, it's really a great confidence booster because it's almost like, wow, if I could stand here and talk to this person, you know, one-on-one and, and, and be calm and be, you know, confident, then I can do that with anybody. So it really makes you feel like, you can go out there and conquer the world and, and nothing is too far beyond your reach. So it's, I can definitely agree with Gene Simmons when he says it's a, it's a major confidence booster that will really help to start early. And I think if every child, I, I don't think it'll happen in, re, in reality, but, you know, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> wish every sixth grader could have that experience because, you know what, I think crime would drop. I think self-confidence. Oh, it would. I think self-confidence and those, the children would be boosted. It's no longer about sitting at home, twiddling your thumbs saying, I wonder what is it like over in this, in this arena uh, of 
of singing, if that is your pleasure. There may be people who have nothing to do with singing. Perhaps, for example, they grew up with a dad that worked on cars, so they had this mechanical touch. What would be wrong with somebody like that meeting Dale Earnhardt Jr.? Meeting absolutely. Who is the gal that drove for NASCAR? Um, it was the GoDaddy model. Yeah, yeah. Danica. Danica Patrick. Now, wouldn't the yeah. girls that were interested in automobiles and, and this type of thing, what would they do if Danica Patrick walked in to a dining room and they all sat down and had lunch together? I mean, do you right. see do you see the improvement already? And nothing has even happened yet, Mark. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that's definitely uh, it, it's a it's a motivational piece, too, because like you said, it, it makes them feel like that they can do anything like to, to be on that show and for the girls to stand there in front of the celebrities and, and then to hear these celebrities call their name, call them by their first name. You know, no, uh, Ariana Grande was like, Macy Marie, who do you guys choose as your coach? Like for them to just kind of be on the first name basis was just impactful for the girls. And since then, I can tell, I can see their, their, their confidence in the fact that like we've been, we've been to a couple of uh, elementary schools here locally and they stood in front of students and just talk to the student body about, you know, bullying and about, you know, setting positive examples and, and choosing the the harder but worth it track, you know, and, and it's beautiful for them to be able to not only represent in their lifestyle positive, uplifting things, but to be able to stand and speak to other people and try to pour that into their lives as well. I, I'm so happy that they have that confidence now to be able to do that. And now at this point, any anywhere they go right now, as far as next steps or or next adventures or activities or whatever they do next in life, they have the confidence to attack it full head of steam going forward, knowing that you know it's either going to succeed or on to the next one. You know everything is kind of like if this doesn't work, we'll see what happens next. It's, it's nothing is a failure. There are no losses. There are only lessons. So I'm, I'm so glad that, that girls are you know they have that kind of attitude. How about one word for it, Mark? The word is empowerment. Are there they empowered? Go. There you go. They're oh empowered. Are that. they not? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love that word. Man, I, it reminds me of, they don't know about, you know, about that old cartoon I used to watch as a kid, Popeye, when he pops that spinach. That can <laughs> With that spinach. spinach. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, you know, they definitely, this show and, and this experience has definitely been kind of like, you know, a can of spinach for them. And now they're just bulging and ready to just let's go. And I'm so excited to see what, what happens next with them. Well, they're strong to the finish, and they didn't have to pop that can <laughs> and eat that spinach. Right, right. Yes, but you sir. know what? Yes, if sir. they ever do, I bet you it's still a good thing for them. So try to yes, get them sir. to eat their vegetables, if nothing else. <laughs> right, right. We're definitely working on that. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I what a day today. From the NBC TV show, The Voice hugely popular TV show on the network. We all know that. The Cunningham sisters, the oldest sister is Macy, and she's 16. The youngest yes, sister sir. is Marie, and she's 14. Uh -huh. Now, the yeah. gals made it all the way up to the knockout finalists, and we were watching that night, and Kelly Clarkson, and they were on Team Kelly. Mm-hmm. 
And boy, I've watched, you, you know, to be honest with you, hasn't the country watched Kelly Clarkson by herself step up into stardom? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, you what what she was on the uh, what the American Idol, right? American Idol, American Idol. Yes, sir. Yep. So literally, what Mark? Tell me the difference between your two girls that you have right now and Kelly Clarkson on the very first day that she walked into that Fox TV studio to appear <laughs> uh, on American Idol. Tell me what the difference is. Besides Man, listen, nothing. I, nothing at all. And, and you know, what's beautiful is that, you know, the girls were constantly reminded of that by Kelly herself, by Ariana, by Blake, by John Legend, and even the um, celebrity supporting coaches came in. And like Ed Sheeran, you know, they spoke about how, you know, you guys are young. This is just the beginning. No matter what happens here, you know, there's so much more. Uh, listen, Ed Sheeran showed a video uh, during the knockout rounds, he showed the girls a video off his own personal cell phone where he, you know, he was in the talent show at school and he didn't do his best. And he said, you guys are so much beyond where I was when I was your age. And and, and it takes hard work. And, and this is just the beginning. And you guys can go on and be bigger than I am. So he really motivated them and, and helped them to see that, you know, you can do anything. So even where they are now and, and where Kelly was when she first walked into the show that she won, you know, it was like they are they are at a place where they have so much opportunity to, to do so many great things. And we're just excited about it. Absolutely. And now Kelly Clarkson sang her way to victory. I saw Kelly appearing on a show, a cooking show with um <laughs> Garth Brooks' wife, Trisha Yearwood. Wow. You know, Trisha, yeah. she wow. does a cooking show. She loves okay. to cook in the Southern style. And so mm. Kelly was her was her guest, and they both cooked in Trisha's kitchen and had a great time. And then, of course, later on for Kelly, in addition to The Voice, didn't they offer her her own talk show, which I'm sure you're familiar with, The Kelly Clarkson Show. Yes, and all yes. of this happened being, I don't know, you can't really call it the right place at the right time because there is talent that's connected to it. And there's something else on the show that they really don't tell you, quote unquote. And I'm sure you probably figured this out, but the girls and the guys, everybody there, for the most part, they're singing cover material that belongs to other people. And right. what yeah. what you're going to do, Mar Mark, in this business, if you want to make money and truly make a living at it, Ed Sheeran will tell you the same thing. And so will Kelly. Mm -hmm. You got to start doing your own original material. You see, you've got to carve Absolutely. out a niche. Now, that does not mean that you're not learning everything we're saying you're learning. But someday right. it would be great to have the girls do what Patti LaBelle did, what Aretha yeah. Franklin did. And when Aretha right. Franklin was signed to Columbia Records, they did not know what to do with her. <laughs> they, uh -huh. It wasn't until <laughs> Lady Soul went down south to Muscle Shoals, where she came wow. out singing, I've never loved a man the way that wow. I, I love you. Then they say, <laughs> uh-oh, 
Uh, ding, 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 ding. Before that, <laughs> CBS out in California, where it was, they had her wearing evening gowns, singing with the orchestras, and uh, there was none of this Lady Soul. They did not know right. what to do. So even wow. Lady Soul had to put on her walking shoes and get yes, some sir. experience. It's not handed to you, Mark, on a silver platter. Definitely going to take some hard work, you know, and the girls are, we've been uh, prepared them. They've been preparing for a long time. Uh, well, part of our motto is that, you know, uh, opportunity, when preparation meets opportunity, that's when your success comes. So, we, you know, we want to make sure that they're prepared for when those opportunities come and ready to do the hard work that's necessary. Absolutely. Now, the reason that David Fishoff, who created that rock and roll fantasy camp, came on is that I assisted him and I helped him promote his brand new movie, which is called Rock Camp the Movie. And it's mm -hmm. for anybody to see it's out there available and it, people are watching it and if I have my way about it I'm going to get even more but Sammy Hagar is in that motion mm. picture he's the guy of course that sang with Van Halen after David Lee Roth left he had hit records on his own one of them yeah, I'm mm. sure you've heard it it was called I Can't Drive 55 and all of the <laughs> yes that was Sammy Hagar and you know what he yeah. said he said there is no difference between us meaning the celebrities and our uh -huh. campers meaning the every, average everyday people he said the right. only difference is that we're the kids, the guys, and the girls that learned to get out there on that stage and do it. Right, right, definitely. Most definitely, people uh, have the anxiety. Oh, I've got, yeah. I, I, I'll never stand out there. Oh, no, it gets my heart beating too fast. Oh, right, right. I don't have the talent to do it. Oh, I'll right. get sick. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll hyperventilate. <laughs> oh, and you know right. what? There's a thousand and one excuses. And Sammy yeah. Hagar says, if you like it, if you enjoy it, learn how to get out there and do it and that's what we have done and then you're still even when you know how to do it like your girls do and like they're learning they're still not done learning right absolutely and you know you were talking about uh people and then being afraid and being shy to do things you know yes. i work in a school building and every now and then you know i've heard kids walking through the hall and i would i would hear them singing and i'm like oh wow you have a nice voice and and then so then when it's time for like a talent show or something like that they don't want to they don't want to enter they don't want to you know stand in front of the school and sing i'm like man but i heard you sing you sound beautiful and it's like but no they just that shyness kicks in and takes over so it's definitely you know makes a huge difference when you're confident and you're willing to step out there and do what you love to do definitely makes a difference now as the girls progress in school mark my suggestion to you is speech class, which I think every student has to take. Never yeah. discourage those girls, any uh -huh. of them, from attending speech class because you can get the confidence, even step up their game in confidence right. by learning how to public speak in front of an audience. Right, right. So yeah, when speech definitely. class happens, make sure those girls know, embrace it. Don't run away right. from it. Oh, no, that yeah. would be of, of invaluable to both of them to attend speech. Yeah. Can I can I get a witness on that? 
<laughs> yes, sir. All you right. Absolutely, man. All right. Macy yeah, man. and Marie are your two girls. Let's go back to the beginning. Mark, if you would, for the listening audience, how did it come to pass that these two girls out of Hamilton, Ohio, were sitting around your home one day? Yeah. And the how, first of all, how did the subject even come up that, Dad, we ought to go and and both of us tried to get on the voice. Or did you think they were crazy when you heard that? You know what, man? Actually, I have to give my wife credit for that. You know, we, we're always keeping our eye open for opportunities for the girls to just do what they love. And they love singing and acting and dancing. And, and so when my wife happened to notice audition, she noticed auditions for the voice. So she told the girls, you know, hey, girls, uh, I signed you guys up for, for audition for the voice. And the girls originally thought, OK, just, you know, an audition but they're going to be using their voice <laughs> in the audition. But when they really looked at that audition, like, wait a minute, mommy, you mean this is like for the show, the real TV show, The Voice? It's like, yeah, it's like, oh my. So they were, they're like, their jaws dropped because they loved the show and they couldn't believe it. But they submitted the video audition and, and the producers got back to us like, hey, we loved your audition and, and we want to see a little bit more. And then they, we sent more audition tapes and they just said, you know, we, we like what we see and we want to invite you out to, to film on the show. And man, listen, when we got that phone call, the whole house just went crazy. Like, oh my God, oh my God. So <laughs> it was, and what was so crazy about it is we were watching the previous season at the time we got the call. We were sitting on in the, in the living room watching the previous season, got the phone call that, hey, uh, are the girls around? Put me on speaker. I want everybody to hear us at the same time. <laughs> and then, uh, they said, well, we want to invite you guys out to California to be on this show. We were like, Whoa! it was crazy, man. It was so exciting. It's exciting to just think about that. But once we, you know, got that phone call and got that invite, it was like, wow, this is really, really happening. And even then it was still like, no, is this really happening? That was a question for a long time. Like, is this really happening? Are we out here in California on the show, The Voice? And then it was like, are we really about to practice these songs and try to turn chairs? Like, are we really standing right here on stage right now singing, hoping that one of these chairs will turn? Like, wow, yes, it's really happening. <laughs> it was amazing, man, I'm telling you. And so the girls and you went off and flew out from Ohio to California was that the first time the gals had ever been out on the West Coast? Um, actually, no. Uh, my wife, actually, we have a, a, a relative. And then I got a buddy, you know, I grew up with in high school. We were roommates in college. He lives out in, in California. So we had a couple of visits to California. And every time we visit the West Coast, it's, it's like, wow, this is so cool. And wow, we can just, you know, hop in the car and drive down to the beach and Wow, we're on the you know the the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Look at all of these stars, and look at and it was just uh, it was fascinating. It was just fascinating. So then to have this experience, it just really took it to the next level. I mean, we you know when we went as tourists, it was you know we're on a tour van riding around looking at celebrity homes and and going to uh you know the Hollywood Walk of Fame and going to museums. We were just tourists and just fascinated about everything out there in the West Coast. But then to be a part of this show. And to be actually around celebrities and, and interacting with celebrities, it's like, oh, oh wow, this is this is really amazing. And so it really kind of shifted our perspective on that whole that whole lifestyle. No, like you said earlier in the interview, you mentioned how, you know, some kids feel like, you know, it's a fantasy and and and, and you know, wow, this could never happen. And I could never, you know, be talking to a person of that caliber. But to really have this experience and to engage with these people. 
it's like their people as well. And, and we can do what they've done. And, you know, and, it, and it's really made things uh, kind of come to light of what you think is impossible is actually possible. My daughter said, Macy said one time, she said, uh, you know, now after having this experience, I know what it means when they say, you know, dreams come true, you know. So so for her, it's kind of like those things were like a dream, but actually to be able to experience and live it out, it's really for her, for them now, it's kind of like a dream come true. And I can only imagine what's still to come down the line. Do you, do you have any idea how many millions of kids are out there today saying, Ed Sharon? <laughs> Ed Sharing, <laughs> he wouldn't say two words to me if I was walking right. down the street. Kelly Clarkson, right. I'll never be able to look her in the eye because I'll never right. see her. You know, on yes. and on and on. And your girls right. go up there and they know what the whole deal is about. I'll put money on it that when Ed Sharing was out there, he was just one of the one of the crew. I'm just like oh you. Goodness. I'm just like you oh two girls. I Here's my here's my phone video. I was just like you when you're trying out yes. and I did it myself. <laughs> it's the same yes. thing. It's a confidence. It gives you power. Those girls are now empowered, Mark. Absolutely. absolutely. You and must be it. just uh, your cup runneth over, I'll bet, of pride for your own two daughters. Absolutely, man. And it's and for me, for me, it's like prayers, you know, God answering prayers. You know, we're 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 very um heavy in our faith. We believe in God and 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 the power of Jesus Christ, man. And we just, you know, we're thankful that he has allowed for these experiences to happen. And so for our girls, for me to be able to watch my daughters, you know, I, I wanted all of my children, I think it's every parent's desire for the children to do well in life, for the children to even, you know, if possible, do better than you did in life. I want my kids to have better experiences than I did. So to be able to watch them accomplish such great things at their young age, is just it just really warms my heart to see them being used as positive examples of, of first of all, humility. You know, they're, they're not overconfident. They're not too proud and their pride doesn't get in the way. They are humble and, and they, they appreciate support from our, our community. Man, we, we come home and people recognize them. And I mean, we could be at, at, at Lowe's or at the grocery store. We went out to uh, eat earlier today and you know people at the restaurant like hey you guys did such a great job on the show so that really really makes them oh they're really recognized now they recognize yes. them <laughs> yes sir and it's it's like wow this is amazing they could just you know they're getting recognized just walking down the street now man and it's so so amazing to just be able to have the whole city uh supporting them and even even you know even though they they were eliminated during the knockout rounds we came home and the city still was just so supportive. We had a homecoming parade for the high school and the girls were in the parade and they were, you know, waving to everybody in the community. And it was just it was an amazing experience. So, you know, we're really we're really happy to be, you know, experiencing this in this season of our lives. They had a parade to welcome the girls back. So it was like a, a homecoming for the for the high school, like football season. Oh, right. Yeah. The, Actually, the official homecoming parade. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But they did, they, the did they allow them to to be in it like yes, ride yes, a float a or car. a car right yeah. right yeah uh, they, had a, they were riding in a convertible jeep with you know with, <laughs> with, with, with their uh, team team kelly jackets on and waving at uh, everybody it was amazing and uh, what was so beautiful about that weekend that weekend experience is that 
we had that parade. They were in the parade, but also their older sister. They have a 17-year-old sister. She's a senior in high school. She was on homecoming court. And so she was also in the parade riding in a, you know, in a convertible Mustang as one of the homecoming court. But then the next night on that Friday night for the homecoming game that where they announced the winner, my oldest daughter was Mara Cunningham. She was announced as Hamilton High School's homecoming queen and it was like what is this really happening our girls were on the show the episode just aired they were in the parade and now my daughter uh my oldest daughter is the 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 homecoming queen it was like wow i mean i talk about a cup running over man i'm t- i was spilling joy everywhere it was crazy it was well crazy. for about the last 40 years i've known a guy his name is reggie calloway and he had a group called midnight star you may have heard yep. one of his records yes, called sir. No Parking uh-huh. on the Dance Floor. Yeah. Well, he had another one I think he might have wrote about your darn girls and your family. It's called The Midas Touch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got the Midas yes, Touch sir. over there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All that right. Amazing. Absolutely. Amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mark Cunningham. He is the dad of the soon-to-be world-famous right now. What are they now? Well, they're nationwide famous now. The Cunningham sisters from from Hamilton, Ohio. Now, the Cunningham sisters, your two daughters, they're walking down the street, and this is not students that go to school with them. This is not people they know that are their friends. Are people they do not know, have never seen before in their life, saying, Hey, girls, I watched you. I know who you are. <laughs> or were they all That's their right. friends? Did they all know them? No, they were strangers. They were adult kids. I mean, everybody. It was, like, amazing. Like, I mean, to the point where we're we're pulling into the parking lot at this store one time, and this guy pulled over, and he rolled his window down, trying to get my attention. He was like, hey, you guys did a good job on the show. <laughs> like, wow, this is amazing. We love it. We love it. Thank you. Thank you. It was so amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, we talked earlier a little bit, a wee little bit, about Lady Soul and Lady Soul is no different than probably 90-something percent of the gals that learn to sing in our country today that have religious faith. There's one place where they hone that singing craft, and you know and I know where that is. And they do yes, it sir. at choir practice. They do it on uh-huh. Sunday. I'll bet yes, you sir. I don't know anything about your daughters, but tell me that those girls did not start. They either started, in my opinion, at church or they Uh started because somebody at home was a singer that said, here's how you sing. How did that begin? (laughs) Man, listen, it's all of the above, you know? Um, So if we just kind of real quick, go back into, into the legacy of it all and, and the tradition of music in our family you know my grandfather which would be their great grandfather ben franklin senior he's uh he was a member of the holy city travelers they were a gospel group that traveled the region and just singing you know singing god's music and so my grandfather 
you know, he and his wife, uh, they had 10 daughters. And of those 10 daughters, they were the Franklin sisters. So they all sang together. So that, that would be my mom and her sisters. They sang together. I played the drums for both groups. But when my kids came along, they grew up hearing my grandfather's group sing, the Holy City Travelers. And they grew up listening to uh, my mom, which was the Franklin sisters. That's her, the, the girl's grandparents, the grandmother. They heard my their grandmother singing with her sisters as the part of the Franklin sisters. And then just every family reunion and, and Thanksgiving and, and holidays and, and any time we were together, there was always singing in the house. There was always music. And, and so it just kind of trickled down. And of course, you hit the nail on the head. Of course, they sang at church. You know, I was part of the choir at church and played the drums at church. And we definitely were a singing family. So they just, you know, joined their first introduction was first singing at home. But then there was a singing in the, in the kids choir at the church, singing in the kids choir. And they just grew up continue that. And um, at our current church, they're part of the worship team where they have an opportunity to worship God every Sunday. And it's just, you know, it's it's been an amazing experience for them to, to not only develop and to, to uh, hone their craft, but also just to do what they love doing the most. And, 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 and you know, with them, with them giving their worship to God on Sundays, I think it just created an opportunity for them to sing on the larger platform, which is the voice. So it just kind of allow. And, and oh man, listen, let me let me slow down because I get excited when I talk about this. For them to be able to sing worship music every Sunday at church, you know, something that they grew up doing, something they love to do, and then to get an audition on The Voice, a nationally televised number one hit TV show, and and for them to get that audition and to be able to sing a song by Tori Kelly called "Never Alone." Oh my goodness! I mean, for us, that was like a. a a ball dropped straight out of heaven from God. Like, here you go. I'm going to let you sing this song, which glorifies me, but I'm going to let you sing it on a national stage. Um, we were all for it. We were all like, that was one, that was part of the most exciting part of the experience of being on that show was to not only get to be on the show, but, but get to go on the show and, and sing music that they love to sing. So that was just like, I mean, wow. Well, <laughs> it couldn't have been arranged any better. Mark, you're in Greater Cincinnati, where the home office of Procter & Gamble is, and yes. take, take no doubt that they manufacture some pretty darn good tissues. They're called puffs. <laughs> They're the most expensive and the best quality tissue on the market. Go get a few boxes of those and hand yes. one to your, to your wife and keep one uh -huh. to yourself, because oh, you had to have at certain times throughout this ordeal, not a dry eye in the house. Oh man, you, absolutely. Even when, you know, cause I was out there while it was recording and I, you know, I, we, I knew what, you know, what our experience, experience was. So then when it was aired on television and I'm watching it with the rest of the family and with my mom and with my, you know, my, with the in-laws and just everybody watching the show, like I knew that it was going to get, you know, pretty deep because the girls kind of talked about some serious things that they've experienced. And so even still, I still was like <laughs> trying to dry my eyes after watching it and just, and then just to see, you know, just the whole thing all over again on TV. It was just like, wow, this is, this is a beautiful experience and i'm so glad that that we were chosen to have this experience absolutely boy what what uh what a stroke uh of well i guess you can say luck but luck is only going to take you so far they would not uh -huh. have made it to the knockouts if they did not know how to sing and other right. than being born with talent that's another uh -huh. thing but somewhere <laughs> along the line 
Somebody somewhere got to your girls and taught them how to deliver a song from yes, start yes. to finish. And was that you? Was that your wife? Was that the the other relatives? Or do you think uh, it was the <laughs> choir director at church or all of the above? Well, um, I would say all of the above, but I do I do want to credit uh, one main person for for the bulk of that. Like a lot of the stuff was just God giving you know giftings and talents, and and God just decided to bless them with the ability to sound good. And, but I, I really want to credit uh, their vocal coach Kelly McKenzie Thurley. She really uh, does a great job of just helping them understand the musicality of of things and and like and and pitch and range and notes and taking care of their voice and 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 just all of those um, small minor details that she continued to work with them, you know, even throughout the show, you know, she supported and assisted and, and was a great um, asset to have in our corner. So she's even currently uh, a part of their success right now. She continues to to coach them and help them do great things with their voices. And we really appreciate her. She's been their vocal coach since they were young. She started working with Macy first as, you know, at a very young age, maybe seven or eight. And, and, and it just kind of grew from there. And, you know, she brought Marie into the fold and now she's working with both girls. And so, so Kelly McKenzie Thurley, our vocal coach here in Hamilton, Ohio, she's done a great job of working with the girls and we're excited to have her on our team. Absolutely. Now, Mark, if somebody listens to the podcast, no matter where they are in our country or as far as that goes, we're also heard a lot in the UK, in England, where they have another TV show called the UK version of The Voice. And they have over there what's called The Voice Kids. And we oh. actually have, oh yes, and we actually have a, a, a young lad named Liam, L-I-A-M, Liam. And he's going to be on our show representing what he did when he was a finalist at the UK version of what they call over there ITV's The Voice Kids. And then they have the adult voice over there, I understand too, in the United Kingdom. He is he had now has a recording contract off of that. He wow. has we were proud to premiere his very first single, and we're going to be doing that to the public here in just a matter of hours as soon as that show gets completed and edited. And once again, the same story is true. It's just you take the ball, you run with it, and you accept the fact that you never quit learning. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yes, sir. You never quit learning. Now, when you were out in California at NBC, how was the staff of the show? Were they accommodating to the girls? Were they polite to the girls? Did they rush? Did they make them feel uncomfortable? Did they treat them like they were home? Give me your two cents worth on that. Man, let me tell you, they were amazing. They were amazing. You know, they, they treated the girls with respect. And, and what made that even a better situation is that the girls were just so lovable that they they loved the girls they loved interacting with them they loved you know uh, all the recordings that they were doing the camera crew the stage crew everybody just really enjoyed interacting with the girls we got several compliments even just from people one of the people said that hey, i really i'm so glad you guys are on the show i really i just love your family and they were referring to you know myself and the girls because wherever they were i was there whatever room they were in i was there so they were just they said you guys i just love your family and you guys make me miss my family. You know, and it was just really 
you know, a, a great experience. And it was kind of like everybody was just so friendly and so accommodating, man. And it really made, it took a lot of the stress away from it. It took a lot of the, you know, the, the anxiety out of the picture because everybody was just so accommodating and so warm and welcoming. And the interview process just, it just flowed so fluently because even the people asking the questions, you know, they were so friendly and engaging. It was just an amazing experience that I, I give two thumbs up. Mark, all those people nationwide, worldwide that have seen the rise, that they, they can pick up the USA version of The Voice, we know in this country what your two daughters have done. But even for those that are in other countries, if they want to write in and congratulate the, the gals and they want to say, keep going, we loved you on The Voice, or we've heard about you, even though we can't pick up that particular show— keep it going, et cetera, et cetera, any fan mail at all, how will the average person out there be able to get a hold of both Macy Marie and yourself? And your name is Mark, and it's spelled M-A-R-C, Cunningham. Yes. What, how, how are they going to do it? How are the people going to reach you? Well, I'm glad you asked that question because we definitely, you know, they have a social media following that we love to connect with our, our, our followers and supporters. They are on Instagram at the Cunningham Sisters. That's where you can find them on Instagram, the Cunningham Sisters. Um, and they're also on TikTok. You know, some people out there are into the TikTok heavy, so they're doing pretty good on TikTok as well. And they are on TikTok as the Cunningham Sisters. But on TikTok, it has three S's at the end. So it will be the Cunningham Sisters with three S's on TikTok. And and I'll just spell that Cunningham for you just in case. So it's the Cunningham, C-U-N-N-I-N-G-H-A-M, sisters. Um, and that's on Instagram. And then if you do uh, on TikTok, it's the Cunningham sisters with three S's at the end. Uh, but if you wanted to email, um, we do have an email address that we are uh, receiving emails at. And it's at management at eastwestprivate.com. That's where all of our emails are going. And we're able to kind of follow up. And, if, you know, if anybody wanted to connect or, or you know, reach out, we can do uh, emails or, you know, you can just send messages or, or comment on their TikTok or Instagram posts. They do a lot of content on there as well, just to kind of keep up with like what they're doing, what's coming next, where they've been. what, And it's really an amazing journey to watch. So if people wanted to be a part of the journey and just, you know, continue to watch and support the journey. You can find most of their stuff and most of their material and upcoming engagements and, and future events and activities. You can find that stuff on their uh Instagram, and I almost left this one out, and Facebook. So the Cunningham Sisters can also be found on Facebook. Excellent. Very, very good. Now, are the children still going to continue to go to public school and perhaps be able to sing in the choir or participate vocally there? So we are currently, the, the girls are currently doing school virtually because a lot of things that they're doing um, has a lot of demand on their time. So they're able to uh, work virtually to keep up with their schoolwork and while at the same time creating and, and doing other projects. But the beautiful thing about our relationship with the, uh, the school district is that, that we're in heavy communication with, with the uh, superintendent and the school directors and principals and the music department. So whenever there's like a concert or a school choir, you know, something going on, they let us know about it. And if the girls schedule permits for, for them to be a part and participate, they always welcome us in, you know, with with open arms. So actually the next thing that they're going to be doing with the school is on December 11th. There's a, uh, a program that they're calling uh, Home for the Holidays. 
So it's a kind of a Christmas program and the girls are invited to be a part of that. So they are excited to continue to sing and do things with their school while at the same time pursuing their dreams. That's spectacular. Mark, I want to take just a moment to thank you on behalf of everybody that works with me on this show for you taking the time out to say hello to everybody. When those two young celebrities, we're going to bring them in here (laughs) in just a moment. Yes, sir. We sure are. And I'm looking so forward to meeting them. But before the girls come in, is there any other thing you would like to say? Maybe something to that parent who may be having problems with that child, be they male or female, because because life is not, <laughs> it's not a utopia. We all have our problems from time to time. Absolutely. What would you advise a parent who views what happened to you as just totally out of the question in life? Give that person some advice. Well, I would just say that, you know, um, if you if you see a, a gift or a talent in your child, if you know, if you can just invest in it, and I don't necessarily mean money, because sometimes, you know, we don't have money. You know, we didn't have money. It was just an I, I an audition, you know? So it really, when I talk about investing, I'm talking about time and I'm talking about, you know, just, just love because sometimes, especially if you're talking about children who maybe have some behaviors or maybe have some challenges they're going through, a lot of times kids behave in a way, their, their behavior is their language. You know, they don't know necessarily how to communicate appropriately. So they might just act out because of, you know, they don't know necessarily know how to verbalize what they're feeling so just i know it's easier said than done but if we can just find a way to just be more patient with our children and just remind our kids that they are loved and to just speak life over them i encourage all the parents to just speak life into your children and what i mean by that is remind them that they can do all things they can do whatever they want you know they can they can uh um, if they're you know confident and they you know they move with with purpose they can accomplish whatever they want, even in the face of, you know, statistics that might say you're not going to amount to anything or you're not going to, you know, you're not going to, you're going to be just like your father or you're going to be end up like your friends. Those are, those are negative comments that actually speak death into a child. But, but we want to encourage people and and parents and to just uplift the kids because one day they're going to remember that they're going to hear that voice. They're going to hear you telling them, they can do it. And then they're going to believe it and they're going to try something that might be that home run that, that, you know, that you knew they had in them. So I just encourage you to just keep loving your kids, keep being patient with them. And, and, and the last thing I want to say is, you know, we appreciate you guys for uh, inviting us to the show. We're so thankful to, to just be able to share with you our story and our experience. And, and I just want everybody to know that, you know, it can happen to you. It can ha- anything, big things, can happen if you just pursue them. And, and last thing, I believe that every opportunity is like you got to keep chasing them or you got to keep pursuing them because you never know which one will spark. It's kind of like if you're into Fourth of July and you like firecrackers, you know, you might have a dud. Or you might have a whole pack of duds, but you just might find that one firecracker that's really going to shoot off and light up the sky. So don't give up. Just keep pursuing your dreams. Keep uh, speaking life into your children. And, and just be patient and, and wait, because in due season, <laughs> in due season, you'll reap what you sow. So um, I thank you so much for having us on the show. I know the girls are excited to come in here and talk with you guys as well. So I'm going to stop talking because I can go on for days. 
So I'm going to be quiet and let you guys hear from the Cunningham sisters. They are so excited to be a part of uh, what you guys are doing. And we thank you so much for uh, inviting us. So I'm going to get out of the way and let you guys talk to them again. Thank you for inviting me and let me talk. And uh, this is Mark, <laughs> the dad. Now I'm known as the Cunningham sisters dad. So this is the Cunningham sisters dad signing off. Thank you guys. And I appreciate you for having me. Thank you, Mark. And by the way, one other thing. From this point forward, it's possible you may always be known as the Cunningham sister's dad. <laughs> yes, sir. So yes, sir. get ready for that. All right. Let's bring the Absolutely. girls in here. All right. Well, here they are, everyone. Finally. Yes, we have the United States idols here, you might as well say. I don't know what you call them other than the fact that they're usually successful. The eyes of the USA, the United States, were on these beautiful young sisters from Hamilton, Ohio, and they are the Cunningham sisters, knockout round finalists on on NBC television, The Voice TV program. Girls, say hello to the world. It's great to have you. Hey, everybody. Hey. It's great to be here. Great. That's wonderful. Now, somewhere on the line, I have got a young lady by the name of Macy. Where would Macy be? I'm right here. <laughs> All right. And Macy, how old are you? I'm 16 years old. Absolutely. You have a sister, and the sister is Marie. Marie, where are you? Yes, sir. And how I'm old? Right here. How old would you be, Miss Marie? I'm 14 years old. Right. And both of you have been through the experience of a lifetime. And you spent three months out there in on the West Coast in California on The Voice. I know that that had to be, to use an old, old expression, the time of your life. I know that. Yes, yes. It was a great experience. We learned so much. And we met so many people, and we were just so happy to be there together and to be able to share our gifts that we were given from God with right. everybody else on the television and around us. Right. Now, is that Macy speaking? Yes, I'm Macy speaking. All right, Marie, how about you? What did you like best about the West Coast? Um, I definitely loved the weather, and I loved like all the people, and I also loved that my relationship with my sister and father was able to grow in that whole experience. Boy, isn't that the truth? Wow. Girls, at, I don't know who wants to answer it. You decide that amongst yourself. You're both champions in my book. In your dad and mom's book, you're both champions. In Kelly Clarkson's book, you're both champions. You're, you're doing so well in life. I'm so proud of both of you. But at what age, girls, do <laughs> Did you know that you really loved to sing? You just loved it. Was that recently when you went on TV or was that way before the TV? Um, I'm Marie and I'm going to answer it first. But um, I've always loved music, but I never really started um, singing it until I saw Macy sing it. So then I started singing after her, but I've always loved music. And me, Macy, personally, I, I think I first, like, well, when I first got into music, I was seven years old and I finally started voice lessons. But when I really fell in love with it, I think I was 10 years old because I made this song called Colors. And it was just like, it was just like the turning point for me. Like, I was like, yes, music is what I want to do. Boy, that's wonderful. Now, your dad was telling me that you had an 
excellent voice coach working with you. Now that had to help. I know that. Yes. Yes. That helped tremendously because once we started training at such a young age, it just built us up more and more as we got older and we got better at singing and we were more comfortable with singing in front of people and a lot more confident. So boy, that's wonderful with Kelly McKenzie thoroughly. Absolutely. We love her. Yep. All right. Give her name again, dear. What was her name? Your vocal coach. Excellent. And she's been with you. Has she been with you like for years or is she relatively new? She's been with us for years. Well, since I was seven and since Marie was five. Wow. Boy, she has been around a long time. She knows her stuff. Is that right? Yes, she does. Excellent. Girls, decide who wants to answer this. How did you enjoy doing what I'll bet you you did for years? And that's what Aretha Franklin did. Your dad and I were talking about Lady Soul just a a little bit ago. All of the singers usually who do well in life and become professional singers, they get their start usually at church. And I know you gals have sung at church for years. And I want to know, did you, is that what kind of put you over the top to where you said, wow, I think I've got some talent here. Did you learn that at church or did you know that years and years before uh, you started singing at church? Um, well, me and Marie, I started um, in church, I started dancing at first because I danced for a um, like the, the Christmas play. And so everybody knew me as the dancer, Macy's younger sister, the dancer. And nobody really knew I could sing. And then um, I started singing in my youth group. And I was really nervous. I didn't think I was that good at first because I didn't really, I didn't want, that's not something that I was going to do that I thought I was going to do. And then I started singing on the main stage. And that's just really where I grew my confidence and my relationship with God. So I definitely think that the singing in the church is what got me here today. Yeah, and we, and me, Macy, we grew up in the church. So having everybody around us just being so supportive all the time with our voices and at such a young age we just grew up around around in church and we were singing at church we would sing at we were in the youth choir my dad was the youth uh worship leader and so it was super exciting to be able to grow up in church and then begin to sing that is wonderful now i want each of you to answer this question if you would who do each of you individually like to hear sing when it's not your own self listening or watching the tapes or or the uh, digital performance on the video or the audio who do you idolize like friends as a singer yourself oh for me macy I like to, well, we grew up watching uh, at every family gathering and every family reunion. Our grandmother, she had 10 sisters, and so they would always sing at every family gathering, and they and they each sang different harmonies, and we just grew up listening to that, and we grew up watching them sing, and so it's just my favorite thing. Every time we go to a family gathering, they get up and they sing a song, so it's just a beautiful thing to be able to watch them sing to us and, and, and just to grow up around them. Yeah, and me and Marie, I definitely agree with her, um, them too, and then also... Um, her name is Tori Kelly, and she's, like, a Christian artist, but, like, she also does much other music. But she's just, her messages are so amazing, and we love what she puts out there. That is excellent. But what propelled you in motion to where you said, 
you know, I think we may have something here, is the fact that you actually looked up to your own family that were singers. Is that fair to say? Yes, for sure. All right. Excellent. Have you gals thought about one day in the future singing in front of a full symphonic orchestra? Or does that not interest you? You know what I mean. With with like going to the symphony where you have the strings and the kettle drums, timpani drums and and all of these pieces and and the horns and and all this and that and the conductor in his tuxedo and tails or does that not interest you at all have you ever thought about that and i'd like to hear both of your opinions on that me and marie um i've definitely thought about that 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 would be an amazing experience and and just being able to sing in front of that many people and put our message across it would just be amazing yeah and for me macy i just think that would be i think that would be a really great experience and just to be surrounded by music it like almost Almost every instrument playing music it, that would just be a, an amazing experience and i think very spiritual all right is there going to come a time can you foresee in your life right now that you gals may say well i don't think i'm going to continue on singing or as you look at it right now are you like full steam ahead? Are you ready to sing? And by that, I mean, would you actually like to sing professionally for a career as a way to make a living? Have you thought that far ahead or is that a little early yet? Um, me and Marie, I definitely would want, I, would, I don't think I'd ever stop singing with Macy or just in general. I think music is always going to be a part of my life. And um, I do want to make it, I do want to, do this as my profession and I just want to be able to put my message across and be able to encourage people through my music. And for me, Macy, we we like to tell each other that we're never going to split up and we're always going to sing together when we grow up. So I just, I honestly, I think that's true. I think we'll, me and Marie will always sing together. And I definitely think that we'll have, um, we'll be making our own music and like our profession will be music together. I think that's wonderful. There have been some great acts out there that have been sisters. Yeah, I know you've heard of the Pointer Sisters, for heaven's sake. That's one of them. <laughs> yes. And there have been others, a whole lot of others. Uh, I don't know. You may not know the emotions. They sang with Earth, Wind, and Fire. They did a song called Boogie Wonderland. Mm -hmm. The emotions were of the Hutchinson oh, yes. sisters. Yes, they were sisters, and I think they had oh, a yes. cousin or somebody in there with them. But at least two to three of them were sisters. So, you know, there have been some great acts yeah. that all oh, the you like the emotions. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yep. They were excellent at their day. So, yeah, I think it's great that you girls can stick together as sisters and just work the crowd and get better and better and better. And you could be together, girls, singing on stages uh, for the rest of your career. Wouldn't that be fabulous? Yes, that would be amazing. That would be awesome. Definitely looking forward to it. All right. Girls, as you look back on your experience with The Voice, and I know a little bit about it. I'm not as experienced as you both are, but I've had on my show finalists from the British United Kingdom, the UK Voice, and now here you are my first set of finalists from the American, the USA show, The Voice. So I've covered it in two different countries now, but as 
finalists yourself who made it all the way up to the knockout round with Kelly Clarkson. And we all know how Kelly began. She began just like you. She started on uh, what? On American Idol. Do you remember back that far? Yes. How did Kelly treat you? Was Kelly nice? Kelly, yeah, she's a Kelly. uh, This is Marie. Kelly is like a mama bear to everybody. She's very down to earth and hands on. And we just love her. She's so sweet. She's how she is on TV. And this is Macy. She's so, she's so funny. Like, like, I don't know. She's the funniest person I've ever met. That is wonderful. And she teaches us so much, you know. And I remember when we were in rehearsal with her, she was telling us about her experience. Uh, on American Idol and it was really fun to see her experience to know like learn more about her experience did it sound when she told you about her experience did it did you both relate to it did it sound like your experience it definitely did have some relation because um, she started at a young age on the show and so did we and so we do know all the pressure that was put on her because we were able to feel that too All right, ladies, we have a lot of people all over the world are going to listen to you if they have a son or a daughter, or perhaps they are the son or the daughter. I want you to give that party advice. Let's say they would like to come on The Voice USA if they're American. Let's say if they're in England listening, they would like to go on The Voice in the UK. What advice do you have for these up-and-comers that were in high school just like you if they say, I I think I'd like to go on The Voice, but I don't know if I'm good enough. What would you tell those people? And girls, I would like both of you to answer that. Okay, this is Macy. Well, I think that well, for us, we just went for it. It's just one of those things where where you, you only live once. Like, why not just go for it? And so, like, especially when, when you already, like, know how to sing and you want to do something with the voice that you have, then the voice is definitely a great place to go because the show is about your voice. And, and to be able to sing at, like, the age of a, te- like a teenager now, it's just so, it's, like, awesome. And all you have to do is put in the work. And you just got to work, work, work. And you have to work hard, too. And here's Marie. Um, and I would definitely, I agree with everything she said. And I would also say, don't, like, let people get to you. If somebody tries to say you're not good enough to go on the show or something, just prove them wrong. And don't let people get to you and do what you want to do and what you what makes you happy. Everybody, we have had a great time. My great, great appreciation to the remarkable Cunningham sisters from Hamilton, Ohio. Ladies, I think at this time, we better just have you say, good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. There we go, everyone. Thank you to Macy, age 16, to Marie, age 14, and to the man who will forever be known as the Cunningham sisters' dad, Mr. Mark Cunningham. We've loved the entire experience. Thank you, girls. Thank you, Mom, for making this all possible when you surprised your daughters and told them they were going to the West Coast to try out. This is Rick Flynn speaking. It's been fun, but I've got to run. We'll see you on the next show, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. The preceding was a Rick Flynn production. This is your announcer, Chantal Marie speaking. That's amazing. Thank you so much.